say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How's it going, Great Nation? Chris Thomas here. Hope you're having a great day kind of day. My guest on this installment of Great Nation is Serenity Cox. She's a content creator and the 2022 winner a favorite newcomer at the fourth Pornhub Awards. She was also Pornhub Model of the Month on April of this year, 2022. Serenity has an OnlyFans page. Check it out at OnlyFans.com slash Serenity, S-E-R-E-N-I-T-Y, Cox, C-O-X. Serenity, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for having me. Well, it's unbelievable to have such a huge rising star in the adult space here on the show. Serenity, were you born and raised in Canada? I was born and raised in Canada. Now, Canada is welcoming and diverse, but also folks are often perceived as being shy and introverted. Were those two qualities applicable to you growing up? I would say I fall more on the uh, shy, introverted uh, end of the spectrum when I was growing up. And it wasn't until recently that I sort of broke free of that. Do you have brothers or sisters? What was the family dynamic like? Uh I, I do have a brother. Family dynamic. We were very close growing up. Um, just a wholesome regular average family. <laughs> um, yeah. Now in your early schooling years, kind of elementary high school level, what were your interests and was sex a topic of conversation encouraged at school? Um, <laughs> definitely not at school. I was a uh, very, um, I was, I was a Catholic school. <laughs> very oh <good> my, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I, I feel like anybody who I went to school with or grew up with uh, would not exactly expect to find me in the industry that I am now. I, I, people would definitely be surprised to see where, where I ended up and, and where my interests lie nowadays. <laughs> Did you have a lot of friends in Catholic school? Sure I did. Yeah, lots of friends. Um, had a great time growing up. Uh, just an average kid. Well, do you think that the strict nature of Catholic school at times kind of propelled you down to, you know, being interested in adult content creation as you grew up? I 
definitely think it had a part in that. Um, whether it's because certain feelings were suppressed or certain certain thoughts were uh, maybe not encouraged. Uh, it wasn't until I was an adult and became, you know, my own person and uh, made my own decisions, I guess, that I realized, hey, this is all okay. This is normal. Um, you know, I don't need the, <laughs> the, the Catholic school telling me this isn't okay because it is okay. Uh, so I think I, I sort of pushed to the the other end of the spectrum, just um, maybe it has a bit to do with with that upbringing as well. Although it was a, it was a fun, it was a lovely upbringing. <laughs> I'm being partially silly, but somewhat serious. You know, were the nuns nice to you, or were they a bit jealous? You know, this pr pretty young girl at the school. We're gonna keep her in line. We're gonna hit her with a ruler. Things like that. <laughs> <laughs> Great question. There were no nuns in my Catholic school, but oh wow! <laughs> but I love the imagery of it. Yeah, well, maybe that's a, a future a video when you Just think about it. On my my to do list. <laughs> yeah. Wonder Woman, Princess Leia, and nun outfit. Yeah. There you go. The, the the holy trifecta, literally. That's it. Uh, when was your first exposure? to adult material and what were your feelings about it when you first saw it um i think as a a person of my generation we're sort of i think the first generation where internet uh porn became a thing sorry where internet adult content became a thing um so probably as a as a teenager discovering it through through the internet <laughs> Uh, and I think my, I mean, obviously my first thoughts were uh, intrigue and interest and excitement um, that this, these are things that people do and things that I, you know, hadn't been taught about. Uh, and yeah, I, I think internet adult content has just flourished and become such a, a huge thing. Um, <laughs> but that's where, where most people of my generation sort of had their first exposure. Now, were you someone that was a avid user of, <laughs> of, of the internet uh, in looking at this material, or was it just every so often? Uh, I think it's just every so often. Um, yeah, it wasn't until the last few years that I've done a lot more, I'll call it research, <laughs> since I started creating my own. Um, <laughs> It's when I started doing a lot more research and spend a lot more time uh, viewing this type of content. But in my youth, I, I more just it was just once in a while when I needed a little inspiration or or excitement. Now, while attending college, you worked at a supermarket, essentially at the cigarette booth. And, and you said you wished you knew about adult content creation a bit more. Do you think in retrospect you would have been prepared emotionally and psychologically for the scrutiny that adult content creators are put through? To be honest, I don't think I would have had the maturity back then. Um, I, it's desirable when I think of how, uh, you know, how, <laughs> how quickly I could have earned what, you know, I did then doing something else and something so enjoyable. Um, but when I think back at how, you know, the age that I was, the life that I had, I probably wouldn't have had uh, the maturity to deal with it um, the way that I do now. Certainly. 
Now, outside of adult content creation, you work in the health field, and we'll just leave it at that. Was that what you studied in college, and what sparked an interest in doing work in the health field? Um, yeah, it's what I studied in college. Um, it is, uh, it's always been a passion of mine. Um, just the, originally it was the idea of, of just wanting to help people, to provide a service for people, uh, to, you know, to help the lesser fortunate. Uh, I've always just had a desire just to make a difference, um, as well as an interest in, in science and biology. So it's, uh, it's always been a passion of mine since I was young, and it continues to be a passion of mine. Do you think in a way that your work in the adult content sphere is still helping people and that you know there are a lot of folks that are lonely or people that are having relationship troubles and they look at your content and it helps improve their sexual health? So in a way, you're still helping people. I actually really like to think of it that way. Um, I, I know I, my my adult content is directed to a number of people, but um, I've actually had a really good response from uh, couples and single people who um, who've messaged me privately uh, to tell me, you know, for example, couples saying that I've inspired them to uh, try new things, to uh, explore uh, the world of ethical non-monogamy, of hot wife dynamic. Um, I've had some really positive, really positive comments about how I've inspired people um, for, you know, female driven uh, sexuality, sex positive, uh, like there's been a lot of really, really good feedback I had. So um, in that way, I feel good about what I do and that it's affected people, uh, taken away some people's fears. Um, it's been uh, it's been really good that way. So I get that sort of rewarding uh experience still through this field of work as well. Yes, I don't think it can be debated that you're certainly helping people. Given the surge of growth in your popularity, and it's incredible, have there been instances where you have been recognized maybe in doing your health work? And how have you approached those instances? So, yes. Um, on a, on a day-to-day basis, I, I don't talk about my, um, adult, uh, hobby, we'll call it, uh, you know, neighbors, family, people, I I don't, I don't tell people about it. People may recognize me. I don't know. Most people wouldn't come up to someone they recognize from adult film (laughs) or content on the internet. Say, Hey, I know you from, you know, such and such, or, you know, that most people would not come and approach me. So who knows, maybe everybody in my neighborhood knows, but uh, to me, I I have that as a secret. Um, However, at my workplace earlier this year, it did come out. Um, I I don't know entirely the source, but but somehow someone got a hold of uh, some footage. It became shared and word spread very quickly in my workplace. to to my surprise and it was something that I had to very quickly decide how I was going to deal with it Uh, it's a very um, professional setting and not one where I wanted to uh, have this be a big topic of discussion so um, I chose to 
shine a positive light on it. Uh, just say, hey, yeah, that's right. That's me. It's me in the footage. Let's not discuss this here, but uh, this is something that I do. And, you know, just left it at that. Um, and I figured as long as I didn't make a big deal about it or say, oh, no, somebody found out, you know, I'm ashamed of this or, you know, <laughs> because I'm not. Um, and I acted like it was normal, then it wouldn't be such big gossip. And that's pretty much exactly what happened for a few weeks or a month. It was sort of a hot topic and people were talking about it. And then it eventually just passed. Now it's just something, obviously nobody's going to bring it up because it's not really appropriate to bring that up in my workplace. Um, and everyone treats me exactly the same, you know, I'm the same person, I'm no different. We just know a little bit more about what I do in my time off. <laughs> so um, it, it was actually, it went much better than I thought it might have. Plus they might be too busy just enjoying the content itself. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they enjoyed it. <laughs> How challenging has it been to balance the Serenity Cox portion of your life with your other career? Especially if it's not something that you are inclined to talk about much with family, friends, things like that. Yeah, um, I've had to become a much more organized person, let me tell you. Uh, my my uh, professional job involves shift working um so for the portion that i'm working there i really don't have any time to focus on my um, adult content and when i have my days off then i have to work overtime like to focus to, to create content and do all the cool sexy things that i that i get to post online so it's it's really like working <laughs> working two jobs, um, one of them being a little bit more fun and sexy than the other. Um, but again, I'm the type of person who just always likes to be doing something and likes to be go, go, go. So it's been a challenge, but a fun challenge to take on. Well, there's certainly a lot of stress involved. So would there be any scenario where you see yourself exclusively in adult content creation? Or is that not really an option in your view? Um, I, I don't think I would ever exclusively do adult content, um, but I might, I, I'm actually thinking in the new year, I might uh, decrease the hours that I'm putting into my other profession to focus a little bit more on the, on the adult side, just because I want to see, you know, where it can go and I want to be able to have more time to, to focus. And it's just so much fun. Um, so I may, yeah, I might just dial back the hours that I put into my other job to focus a little more on this in the, in the upcoming year. But I would never get rid of my other profession altogether because I'm, I'm still quite passionate about that as well. Especially if you're going on a camper road van trip, which we'll get to in a little bit. <laughs> now, how and where did you meet your husband? Oh, my husband. I met him through an you know, online dating app. Like all, oh wow! Like, like all of us meet our our spouses these days, it seems. Was it something where you saw his profile and it was an instant interest, or was there a bit of a process involved in uh, in finding that attraction? I think we were pretty crazy about each other right from the start. 
Um, he's a very interesting guy and uh, we clicked, yeah, right from the beginning. I think, I think as soon as I had one or two dates with him, I <laughs> deleted my profile. Like, this is a guy, this, he's for me. Ah, did he delete his? <laughs> That's the important question. Ah, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know how long it took him. <laughs> I like to think that we were both on the same, on the same track. Now, you have previously said you both, you and your husband, have filmed yourselves being intimate with each other pretty much since the beginning of your relationship. Is there an exhibitionist side to both of you that make you click, that make you bond, or what other contributing factors might there be to filming yourselves? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> It's, uh, it's definitely, a, we, we both definitely have uh, exhibitionist sides to ourselves. And that's part of what's made our um, intimacy so fun and exciting. We had a lot of the same interests and turn-ons. Um, I think part of the, the filming ourselves started when we were uh, first dating and with my shift work, we weren't always able to see each other um as often as, as we'd like uh so he's actually the first person who i you know filmed solo <laughs> solo content as i call it now but back then it was just you know nude videos that i would send to him he's the first uh he was the first lover or, or partner that i ever sent uh images of myself to so i think that's pretty special <laughs> nope definitely a, a lucky fellow very jealous <laughs> What was the decision-making process like in finally uploading videos that you made together? Um, so we've, we've both always enjoyed the idea of uh, the whole watching and being watched uh, kink, I guess you would call it, and uploading videos where people can see us has has always been quite exciting and originally we did it without our faces or like a, a masquerade mask um just as like a just to try it out and i think um can i say the the websites we use on here with the uh, uh life was the first the first place that we uploaded content to just to try it out and see what people thought and we had a really good response and the comments people would write or the yeah mostly the comments that people would write back to it just added that extra thrill so we started making more so the videos that before were just for us and for you know getting ourselves off when we saw that other people were getting excited about it too that just added another layer and just made us more excited and it all just sort of snowballed from there <laughs> And why the name Serenity Cox? What in, what might have inspired that? <laughs> um, it it took a while to come up with the with the exact name that I felt good identifying with. Um, there was a, there was a lot of thoughts going into it. Um, just the meaning of the Serenity. Also, uh, <laughs> I don't know if there's any. <laughs> I don't know if you were familiar with the series um, Firefly uh, and the spaceship. The sci-fi show, yeah. <laughs> spaceship Serenity. So 
there's there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of factors that went into that name uh and one of them being a a favorite sci-fi series and um and cox we've tried a few different surnames and i just really liked the way cox sounded also you know it's a, it's a bit of a sexy one as well and it sort of flowed we also had to do a lot of uh searching to make sure names weren't already used um yeah and then we just used we tried it for a while and it just felt good uh, so now i identify as serenity cox and great nh and let's make clear it's cox get get your minds out of the gutter it's not the the other uh, potential variations of that word but i mean so, serenity cox is essentially coming out of the closet as a sci-fi geek here on great nation and i i like that oops i let that one slip <laughs> is sci-fi a, a genre that you've been drawn to throughout life not in a <laughs> catching me off guard with these questions now. Um, oh, I love I love sci-fi. I'm not a hardcore sci-fi <laughs> girl. Now people are going to start sending me um, <laughs> cosplay requests. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be asked to dress up dress up as Captain Kirk pretty soon. <laughs> Do you love Star Trek? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I can totally see the synergy of you appearing at a comic con. In, in a costume. Now the, well, I mean, maybe the Wonder Woman costume. You never know. <laughs> now the videos are in the realm more often than not of threesomes. And you've mentioned enjoying watching threesomes content for your own enjoyment, entertainment, before even being a content creator. What is it about threesomes that appeal to you? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so much. Um, so I'm drawing a I'm drawing a slight blank here. Maybe I'm a little distracted thinking about my enjoyment of threesomes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so particularly the um, two males, one female uh, version of a threesome, I'd have to say selfishly, I enjoy that because of the focus on the female. <laughs> Um, in, in my case, that would be me. Um, I just really, <laughs> I really enjoy that, uh, you know, she is just being pleased by more than one <laughs> man. And it, to me, that's just so desirable to be super vague. I know that was the most vague answer. Um, but, uh, there's just so much pleasure that two men <laughs> can bring to the situation. Well, there's the double the pleasure element to it, yeah. but just in, in thinking, you know, in growing up, did you feel like you didn't get as much attention or affection that you maybe should have deserved and that maybe this is a, a way to compensate for that? I think maybe it was more that I didn't realize this type of uh, pleasure and affection was even something that I uh, would be available to me or that I could do. Um, it, it wasn't until like, you know, I thought, oh, you know, they do that in, in porn, they do that in, you know, on adult sites. That's not something that real people do. It wasn't until my adult life that I realized, you know, why, why can't I do that? <laughs> I can. And it's great. Um, so it's more just a 
uh, not that I was deprived of, of affection or pleasure. It was more, I was unaware of how far I could go with my, my, my pleasure and my affection from others. <laughs> you are an advocate for a hot wife lifestyle where a married woman is encouraged by her husband to seek out sexual relationships with other people to fulfill his fantasies and your fantasies as a couple. What is the conversation like in saying that this is something that you would like to do moving forward and how early on in the marriage did this come about? Yeah, so it was a it was a lot of conversation before we actually made any steps to put this into action. Um, we've been my husband and I we we started dating 10, 10 years ago, so we've been we've been together a, a while, and we only really started exploring this lifestyle in the past few years, like in the past maybe three years. Um, so there was a lot of we were you know, pretty much um, your average monogamous couple until then. However, um, a lot of our discussions uh, were about the, the, the pleasure that my husband would find in, uh, in, in me being with other people. And it's, it started gradually. Uh, and it was, it was conversations directed by him because this is something that he's always um, enjoyed or it's, it's a kink that he's always been excited by. And he made that clear to me earlier on, early on in our relationship, um, but it it was nothing that I had ever experienced with anyone else. So we we took baby steps, which would be um, in our own intimacy. We would have role playing where uh, you know he would ask that I you know describe situations that were fictional um, <laughs> back then, and you know tell him about. You know, what my ideal man would be and talk about, you know, compare him to that man. And it was just a lot of talking and role playing. Um, and then it turned into, you know, me making up situations where I would tell him that I'd gone out and been with another man when I when I really hadn't. It, it all sounds funny now because it's stuff that we actually do. But it took a lot of of just gradual, you know, discussing and role playing and fantasizing um, before we actually made a step to do it. Um, and then I think our next step after the, the role playing was I actually made a, a dating profile and I talked to I talked to men on, online, I guess, and I would sext and he would and my husband would be there for the sexting. And that was a big thrill. And I wouldn't actually get together with these men, but we would just, you know, send back sexy photos or texts. And, you know, my husband would see that I was getting excited talking to these men and you know he would get excited and we would have just the most wonderful passionate sex um and it just you know became you know more and more daring and then eventually uh, i decided to you know actually meet up with one of these men i'd been talking to and since then we, <laughs> i guess you know most of you know the rest of the story where, where we ended up doing now do you think it was an aspect of him not feeling adequate in, in that he wanted to be compared to these other men? Is it something where just mild humiliation excites him? What, what factors seem to be stemming from deriving so much pleasure 
out of all this? Um, it's a, it's a tricky question for me to answer for him. Um, it's, you know, to the simple answer is that he just gets very excited and turned on by me being pleased by someone, whether he's there seeing me being pleased or whether he's, uh, you know, hearing about it through text while I'm out. Um, he gets just completely turned on and thrilled by my my pleasure with specifically somebody else and uh and we're very um i know there's people use the term you know cuckold relationships we're not to that extreme where you know there's like humiliation or you know making him feel bad or inadequate um we keep it quite light so it's it's not uh it's not so much a, you know, a humiliation, this person is so much better than you, or, you know, you're useless, or you're, you know, the, the kind of things that, that, you know. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details some which is cool too um but it's just not our dynamic um yeah it's more just about i'll just say he just wants to see me get pleased by somebody and then uh <laughs> that that makes our our intimacy quite exciting as well do you think that the stigma tied to the term cuckold led you to adopt the terminology of hot wife lifestyle i think with i think with most of these uh i, I call them kinks but i it's, it's, it's hard to to have an actual term for it there's a huge spectrum in, in in all of the realms of of relationship dynamics and um and even within within hot wifing because <laughs> that's a term uh there's and i think each relationship is sort of unique in how they go about it uh, so, you know, we've, we've found our place and what works and thrills us. Uh, but you know, you could find another hot wife couple who has a, a completely different dynamic. Um, it's, I think it's still a very broad term and I'm still learning myself. I'm still learning, you know, what it is to be a hot wife and what else is out there and what other people do. Uh, and that's, that's also what's so cool about these, you know, network networks that I've been exposed to through OnlyFans and Pornhub and people messaging as I'm learning what other other people are up to and other people do. So it's there's a huge range and, and lots of different really interesting uh, hot wife and uh, and non-monogamous uh, relationships out there. I mean, I, I I think there's no deception in using the term hot wife lifestyle with you. It goes without saying you're an incredibly beautiful woman, but 
I mean, with some of these relationships where the woman is using the term hot wife and, and you see her, uh, you get kind of dubious. So <laughs> that's why I feel like maybe the terminology of cuckold fits better. I mean, maybe there has to be like some uh, panel that evaluates whether or not someone can qualify to be designated as a hot wife. I don't know. I'm hey. just throwing it out there. Buddy. <laughs> oh, what was that? Everybody's hot to somebody. Oh, very diplomatic. <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be running for office pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> now, to a cynic who says a marriage where people get to be intimate with other partners isn't a quote real marriage, what would you say to them? Oh, I'd have to say it's wrong. I mean, everybody can is, is everybody can have their own opinion. It's all valid. But in my opinion, um, my my husband, as many people as I, you know, sleep with, and have other intimate uh, encounters with, my husband is my partner. He's my he's who I'm committed to, who I have my life with. Um, it's there's no doubt about how strong our relationship is together and sex is just a part of that it's a part that makes it you know interesting and wonderful and uh and beautiful but it can also <laughs> it sex with other people doesn't mean that i'm having a relationship with them right so uh as long as i'm having good communication with my husband and we know that we're partners with each other doesn't matter who we're having sex with. Now, I know you're incredibly popular and the feedback is overwhelmingly positive, but are there some trolls that mock your husband about this hot wife lifestyle? <laughs> there will always be trolls on the internet. No matter what content or what your dynamic is, there will always be trolls. Um, and we just take it all lightly. Uh, he's never phased by it. I'm never phased by it. We, we more get a, we more get a kick out of it. We're fortunate enough that most of our feedback has been positive that we can just brush off these negative comments. Uh, but yeah, there will always be people who are, who have something negative to say. Was there, I mean, you don't necessarily have to use the exact words because they might be bad words, but is there a, a particular troll comment that stands out? Um, oh, now I wish, see, we, we save a lot of them in a, in a, in a file just to look back. <laughs> we'll take screen grabs of some of the good comments. Oh, I wish I'd gone through that. I wish I knew that was going to be one of the, one of the questions. Uh, yeah, some, some people, you know, make fun of physical attributes uh and we we all just get a laugh over it it's it's never anything that we take to heart do, do you think it's an element of jealousy that he's with you and they're not i don't want to say that because i don't want to sound <laughs> uh, cocky but it, it, sometimes i think that might be it <laughs> Well, if they're if they're kind of insinuating that he's inadequate, obviously he's not if he's with you. So, <laughs> yeah, he's definitely not inadequate. <laughs> On Pornhub, you have over two hundred seventeen million views at the time of this 
interview recording for 200,000 subscribers. It's unbelievable. You're in the top 10 in the model category. It seems like you've caught on in popularity in a way that very few content creators do, regardless of whether it's adult content or, you know, PG, just general content. What factors do you think can be attributed to your meteoric growth? Great question. It's it's still sort of a whirlwind. I'm still trying to figure out what happened and how, how it all got this popular. Um, I, I like to think that, I like to think that it's, uh, it has a lot to do with the, uh, positivity of the content that we put out there, um, and just the pure enjoyment of our, of our pleasure. Um, I think it also has a lot to do with, um, my, mostly my husband and, and myself behind the scenes promoting our, uh, our content over an, a number of uh, platforms. Um, yeah, he's actually great for that. He's he's really taken on the uh, <laughs> the managerial role in in all of this. Um, but yeah, I think we, I don't know, I think we offer something that people people are looking for. I think also, especially during the the pandemic, I think uh, amateur content has become quite popular. Uh, has had a huge growth. Um, I also think that maybe it's just because I've been more exposed to it, but it seems like the the whole world of ethical non-monogamy um, and that sort of character that I portray, it's not really a character because it's, it's actually me, but, but that sort of dynamic, uh, I think it speaks to a lot more people now as well. Um, yeah, it's, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of factors I think behind it, but in the end, I'm just, I'm surprised that we skyrocketed the way we did and it's really cool. There are always those warnings of never mixing business with relationships, be it personal friendships, romantic relationships, what have you. Do you think that, you know, moving forward, especially if you keep getting more and more popular, that the business side could be handled by someone else? Or is there a lack of trust in an outsider handling business? Um, it, things could always change, but right now we're really enjoying uh, just the amateur aspect of it, being creating our own content, what we want to do, um, and not, I don't have any desire to bring anybody else in. And I, I, I really get enjoyment out of knowing that this is it's not just, you know, us acting or, or, you know, bringing in actors. It's we're actually pretty much just documenting what we are already doing, you know, on a, on a weekly basis. And that's the fun part of it. And that's the part I don't want to lose. So as of right now, I'm, I have no plans to, to make this more of a, a professional uh, adult gig. I like the light, uh, yeah, I like the, the, the amateur side of it and just being in control of, of, of everything that I create and still having fun with it. I, I think it's kind of an interesting juxtaposition in that, you know, in the relationship aspect and in, in the content creation itself, you are bringing outsiders in 
But on the business side, there's a reticence to allow someone from the outside in. Do, do you think it, it is a matter of wanting to maintain control? And, and why might that be? I fear that if it becomes too businessy and if we have more, I guess, business interactions, to, to again, be super vague, um, it'll be less, less fun and more of work. And I just, uh, for our content, I don't, I don't want to go there. I want to keep it just, you know, just small, just our, our, you know, my, my husband and I and bringing in our, our friends to, to film with and, and just being in control of our own, our own stuff. So yeah, it's a, it's a fear of loss of control. Yeah. That's the thing is that I, I, I know how you view it. I can tell you like from your perspective, it's more hobby than anything else but it just happened to catch on and I, I just find that you know moving forward whether or not you you can still view it as that hobby yeah and I'm I'm trying to that's that's one of the things that we we've been sort of struggling with talking about moving forward and I really want to try to hang on to that uh, it being a hobby and an enjoyment and not a not a job because once it's you know, once it's like I have to hit deadlines and I have to, you know, bring out so much stuff at a certain amount of time, uh, I, I feel like it'll lose that enjoyment. Um, things might change if I do, like I said, uh, tone down the other work that I do and I have more time to explore this. Maybe I'll change my, my opinion then. Uh, but right now with the, you know, I guess limited time I have to focus on, on this uh, adult industry, I just want to be you know, having, having fun, lighthearted <laughs> times when I, when I do it. With so many people watching, have you started to get self-conscious about your appearance in the videos or trying to do unique material that will maintain people's interest over time? Um, as, as far as my appearance in the videos, I think I've become less self-conscious and I'm probably more confident than, than I've ever been. Uh, but of course we do get our share of comments where people are, you know, because we, a, a lot of our videos are the same sort of dynamic where there's my husband, uh, a friend, and, you know, the three of us have, have our times together. There's some comments saying, you know, it's always the same thing. It's always, you know, when you guys may do something different and people giving you know suggestions for different things that we should be doing that we may or may not be interested in doing um but again i don't let sometimes the suggestions are great I'm like oh we should try that we should do this something different but um for the most part i just you know we're gonna do what what we're happy and having fun doing and we're not gonna jump through hoops just to <laughs> create new exciting wild content that nobody's seen before because I don't know in the end it's <laughs> there there are people getting turned on by what we're doing still so uh, that's now i would assume given how a lot of people are on the internet with adult content and in reviewing your content myself from a purely scientific perspective of course, of course. uh you're, you're getting I would bet a lot of requests for uh, content where within the threesome uh, 
the partner happens to be a, a gentleman that identifies as black. Is that something that you've encountered in terms of feedback? Yeah, yeah, there's been quite a few uh, requests for sure. Is that something you're okay with or you know, would that be an issue? So the trouble with that is that when I find my partners for filming or for um, on, on OnlyFans, I do a, a date diary, as I call it, um, which are not like public for, for Pornhub. Uh, I still find my partners through dating apps and not just through like a, a casting call for a certain type of person who fits a certain description. So when I go out with people, it's people who I've connected with online, told them what I do and what I, you know, what, what we're looking, what I'm looking to do. Um, and I actually need to connect with somebody's personality. And so if I happen to come across somebody through the um, organic sort of dating, <laughs> dating app process who happens to fit that description, then that's fantastic. But I don't want to just go out looking for someone who fits a certain description because that's what people want to see. Um, if I happen to meet a great guy who is, <laughs> is that description, um, then that's awesome. <clears throat> then people will probably really enjoy it. But, uh, you know, until I meet somebody who I click with in the, you know, the dating world, and then move on to do some filming with that's, so that's, that's what's, that's what the challenge is. It's not like I'm just putting out casting calls for certain descriptions. It has to be organic. Mm -hmm. Now you have said you are creating female led adult content adult content women would want to watch that women would, would like how might this content be more beneficial for men to consume um i feel like anytime <laughs> a man can see a woman uh being pleased and pleasured and enjoying uh and enjoying herself i think it hopefully encourages men to want to please their woman and follow the direction that she puts out uh, during their intimacy. Um, I like the idea that more women are okay with, you know, with, with watch, I, I want more women to watch porn and to enjoy porn and to enjoy their, their sex and their, and their intimacy. Um, and I also want my viewers to understand that, yeah, even if this video shows, you know, me being tied up or me being, you know, dominated, I guess you could say in a way, I'm still directing them and telling them that's what I want. Uh, and I, you know, it, my videos are not very verbal, but like with my expression of enjoyment or beckoning, I like to... Uh, I hope to portray that this is all directed by me and this is what I want from them. And they're doing this to please me. Well, if it's any consolation, my aunt really enjoyed your content. No, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> Just being, I'm being silly. Now, in terms of peers in the adult realm, I mean, you are approaching it from an amateur perspective, but you know, you're getting notoriety and you're doing collaborations. Do you have authentic 
friendships with others in the adult content creation space? Or do you get the sense that given you're becoming so popular so quickly that there's a competitive or cutthroat dynamic to your interactions? Now, I haven't experienced any uh, cutthroat or competitive interactions at this point. Um, I've had a lot of, mostly just through through social media, other content creators have have uh, uh, have messaged or I've messaged them. Um, for mostly, it's it's geographically limiting <laughs> to get together with anybody else. But most people have have reached out just to say, hey, do you want to do any sort of collaboration sometime? And it's usually it's usually quite. Um, quite pleasant and I haven't seen a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of negative interactions between um, creators however I haven't been too in, involved in, in the in the whole collaborating world there's there's one collaborator who lives close by in my in my area and we've gotten together and, and made some some fun content and uh, create it developed a friendship and and she's awesome and we've had we've had a really good time together um, but I haven't had a lot of uh, interactions with any other big, <laughs> big names in the uh, in the industry. Is uh, girl girl content something that you are comfortable with moving forward? Oh, definitely. Um, it was, uh, yeah. My video started out being just all um, with male partners, uh, and I really wanted to explore some female content so I, I happened to uh, meet another creator online and she happened to live close by and so we decided that we'd we'd uh, we'd make some stuff together and it's been a really fun experience <laughs> it's been really fun so moving forward um with her specifically uh definitely going to be creating some more some more content having a really good time with her well we're all looking forward to it now you you said you would like to take a camper van around on a road trip across Canada. Would you be open on this road trip to filming content with fans, or is that a no no given what you talked about before? Or you know how about a U.S. based podcast host? Uh, I'm kind of joking <laughs> with that last one. Uh, well, may, well, maybe not joking. You know, I don't know. Uh, so with with fans, and that's a and that's a, a question I get a lot from fans. <laughs> no, I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be up for for creating content with fans, but um, other other creators. So when we talk about this camper van road trip, uh, it hasn't come it, it hasn't come into reality yet, but it's just sort of a sort of a dream, something that I would hope to do in the next you know couple years. Uh, but if I do, if I do have this road trip, I would reach out to other other creators in other geographical areas and potentially throughout uh, the U.S. Um, and meet up. And that would be that would be my dream: meet up and create content with other people across the uh, <laughs> North America, basically. Yeah, with me, it would probably be be called two and a half bump jump or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> woefully inadequate the the premature podcast host no, <laughs> just okay so any chance of moving to the u.s since uh, you know 
a, a lot of the adult content creation space is coming out of the United States. No plans on moving to the U.S. Uh, at this point. I'm I'm too I'm too close with my roots here in Canada, but I'm hoping to make more trips to the U.S. And I know that that's where a lot of the really great adult content creators are based. Um, so who knows, maybe in the future, I'll, I'll be brave enough to reach out to, to some of them to create some content, um, but definitely more trips to the U.S. In, in my future, yeah. Tim Hortons is too good to pass up, I understand. Tim Hortons. <laughs> now, if your husband received a message from Justin Trudeau, asking you know serenity cox seems to be a, a lovely lady is is there a, a chance there w would justin trudeau be a, a potential partner <laughs> oh my god uh, respectfully no noah <laughs> now why is that no. <laughs> is it the is it the nose is it the comb over no i'm well, well why why not I mean, oh. he, is, he is the leader of Canada. Mm, I wouldn't mis mix politics with, uh, with my content creation. <laughs> oh, wow. You are very diplomatic. You, you don't want to be polarizing. I see. I understand. <laughs> see, I mean, you do approach it as a hobby, but there is an element of business in, with your strategy. There has to be a little element of business, but mostly fun. Now, how might we get your accordion playing skills integrated into content moving forward? <laughs> I haven't had, sadly, I haven't had many requests for that. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm here to make it clear, make it loud. Let's, let's get that accordion playing going. But <laughs> polka, polka music uh, being oh. featured. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my follower count might plummet. <laughs> Yeah, actually, yeah, don't take my advice. You would probably fall out of the top 10 because it looks like, you know, you could potentially reach number one if things keep going the way they're going. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> It'd be amazing and cool. So what are, other than potentially collaborating with people in, in the U.S., more women, camper fan road trip what are some future plans in terms of the content oh, we're going to just keep <laughs> we're just going to keep doing what we're doing um i'm focusing a little more on my uh only fans content right now um just trying to get a handle on that and i think <laughs> scrap that i can't think of a good answer <laughs> Um, yeah, moving forward, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing for now because it seems to be working. Um, and just going to see what, uh, what doors open for us. Do you think though that there is that possibility that people will say, well, the more and more people will say, I should say that the content is way too similar and that you have to branch out and do, do you feel like then you're going to be pressured into doing things you don't want to do? I don't think I'll ever let myself get pressured into doing things I don't want to do. 
Um, I mean, I'm a very realistic person and I know that this wave isn't going to last forever. So I think I'm just going to enjoy it while I can, um, make the most of it, have a ton of fun, have a ton of sex. <laughs> and, uh, My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and just enjoy it. Now, with the pandemic clearing up and more and more uh, conventions and, and meetups, would you participate at like adult expos and meet your supporters face to face? Yeah, that's something that uh, that my husband and I talked about potentially in 2023, seeing how uh, how we might be able to be involved in, in, in conventions and expos like that. Um, there was one recently in my city, uh, and we went just as, you know, just as guests, we just, you know, bought tickets to check it out. Uh, but it was more just to see, you know, what it was all about and how, uh, if there was any other create content creators that had, you know, booths or ex- exhibitions or anything happening. Um, yeah, so we're just talking about what that might look like for Serenity Cox. And uh, yeah, definitely something that I'd that I'd be interested in exploring. Well, Serenity, you're a sweetheart, a great sport. I really appreciate your time, and I wish you much success moving forward, folks. Check out Serenity's OnlyFans page, OnlyFans.com/slash/SerenityCox. Great A Nation. Take care. We'll see you next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.